When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Delighted to have on today Amr Abdullah of uh, Skills Challenge. Um, lots to discuss, uh, Amir. We'll get stuck into it. But firstly, uh, you've just returned back uh, to Las Vegas from Guadalajara. Um, how was Canelo Ryder? How was Mexico? Mexico is beautiful. You know, uh, first time in Guadalajara. I've been in Mexico quite a few times, but never in Guadalajara. Uh, very cultural. Uh, you know, you could just feel, you know, how much they embraced their champion. Very proud people. Um, and the culture is beautiful. It was nice, man. It was great. The turnout was phenomenal. And, and uh, you know, the fight was, I think, uh, shocked a lot of people. Yeah, a major event. And, uh, of course, no secret that uh, Skills Challenge Saudi Arabia uh, love a major event themselves. What's it like to work with the Prince? The thing that I love working with Prince Khalid, and it's an absolute honor, is that uh, it makes things easy because he's a boxing purist. He loves boxing. He doesn't look at it strictly from a business perspective. He looks at it from a perspective of what's the best for the fans and what's the best for the fighters. He loves fighters. He loves being around the guys. You know, every fight week that we have, you know, he's back-to-back meetings, uh, you know, with selected fighters, uh, you know, they have the opportunity to sit down with him. He loves being in the aura and the presence of fighters. He loves that, you know, he loves going into the locker room right before they come out and, you know, feeling that 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 tension because he's a fighter himself. Um, but what, what's beautiful about it is he doesn't look at it and say, how much money can we make from this? You know, what are the pay-per-views going to be from this? He doesn't. He looks at it as what is the best fight that we can make that has the best value for everybody in the in the sport and that's what's great about it but he loves boxing absolute boxing fan as you stated of course there's nothing concrete at the moment nothing official but it is no secret that there have been um you know reports about two fights in particular um we know eddie hearn uh promoter of anthony joshua and i believe uh freddie cunningham who manages anthony joshua uh, were in saudi arabia last week so can you tell me whether, you know, talks regarding a potential fight between Wilder and Joshua are develop, developing positively at this point? Well, look, I mean, the the, the fight between um, uh, AJ and Deontay would be a massive fight for boxing. I think, you know, with respect to um, all the other fights there, even the undisputed fight, the undisputed fight holds tremendous value and, you know, a tremendous, you know, uh, everybody wants to see that. Um but I think the 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 intrigue of of Deontay versus AJ, just from their own presence as well, is is the fight that everybody wants to see. Uh, so yeah, Eddie Eddie was in 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 Riyadh and he was meeting with Prince Khalid, and you know, since 2019, you know they've been doing business. Um, 
And, uh, you know, th there's there's ongoing talks for a couple of different initiatives. And, of course, AJ is the, is the head of that bill. Um, the, the country, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, has embraced AJ as one of their own. And, uh, and he loves being out there. He has a great personal relationship with Pr Prince Khalid. And, uh, you know, if, if, if that fight can happen and come to fruition, where everything aligns in terms of the terms, uh, the date, venues, all of that kind of stuff, then great. We can make that fight happen. And, and, and you know, of course, Wilder's team, Shelly, I have a great relationship with. Deontay, I have a great relationship with. Deontay came to the kingdom uh, for the uh, Paul Fury fight. And, um, and uh, you know, love being there. And, and, you know, we stay in constant con communication. So that's an easy fight to make. It's, it's not a difficult fight to make. So I'm hoping that, you know, in the next couple of weeks, we can get some headway there. I'll be heading back to uh, Riyadh, inshallah, in the next uh, couple of weeks. And, and we'll sit down, we'll, we'll put the plan for Q3, Q4, and then uh, start with our potential Q1, Q2 initiatives too. Cool, sir. Yeah, you've done a couple of fights with um, Anthony in Saudi Arabia. We know the relationship is fantastic there with Matram and, and Anthony's people. Um, as you said, Deontay was uh, in town in uh, Riyadh for uh, the Jake Paul Tommy Fury fight. Um, haven't done a fight with him before, but from where it seems like the relationship is also great there as well. Uh, what's it been like, you know, having conversations with Deontay and Shelley thus far? Oh, Deontay is a beautiful guy. He really is just a genuinely a good soul. Uh, good people around him. Uh, Shelly's a great guy. Of course, and the, Shelly's a legendary manager in the sport, having dealt with, you know, he doesn't need an introduction. And Shelly understands the business of it. And that's what's great for, you know, fighters sometimes to have guys that teach them the business aspect of the fight, uh, of the fight game. Um, but Deontay makes the decisions. At the end of the day, and Shelly even says, you know, I'll advise him, you know, one, two, three, four. And at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's the Deontay Wilder business, you know, it's Bronze Bomber Enterprises. Uh, that's how it works. And that's how it should work. The fighter should always be the president of his cabinet, you know, the president of his country and then have a cabinet delegated to different things, you know, one for his business uh, practices, endorsements, sponsorships, uh, taxes, investments, you know, he should have the marketing, he should have that. But at the end of the day, they all report to the fighter. It should never be where the team is in charge of the fighter. The fighter is in charge of the team and he'll make the ultimate decisions. Um, and that's exactly how it is, by the way, with Deontay. And but he surrounds himself with great people. Of course, he's got a great advisor in Al Heyman. He's got a great, um, you know, manager in Shelly Finkel. And you know, hopefully, we can make something happen with them. We would love to do a fight with them. You know, I believe that Deontay Wilder, if, if he's not the most exciting, he's one of the most exciting heavyweights out there because of, you know, like Emmanuel Stewart said, the late great Emmanuel Stewart was knockout sell, and that's what everybody wants to see. You know, that's what every, every you put you know, 50, 60, 70,000 people in Guadalajara Stadium to watch Canelo knock out John Ryder. That's what they wanted to see. You know, it was great. And, and you know, I don't know if you were there on it or not, but the, you know, the, the, the both times that Ryder got dropped, the crowd, it was just like everybody was just waiting for that finale. Mm. And Deontay Wilder does it better than anybody else. He absolutely does. And on the other side of things, um, with Fury and Usyk, um, the relationship there with Alex Krasik, obviously done a fight with him in Saudi Arabia before. Um, we know that's good. What's it like dealing with George Warren, Queensbury and the Fury guys? Listen, again, we, you know, we dealt with um, uh, George um, and Frank. Um, they did the, we did the, uh, the Tommy Fury fight. Um, there's always been, there's been a long going relationship. You know, when we are in London, we, we, we meet with them, we've met with them. And uh, it, again, you know, with skill challenge promotions, we have a relationship with everybody. There, there's nobody that we won't work with. 
That's fighters, managers, promoters, networks included. We're not coming in to be a competition to any promoter or any network. We're coming in to make the best fights and we work with everybody. So everybody ends up making out. Um, and, and that's really the what's so unique about our positioning and how Prince Khaled has positioned this, which is, you know, I believe that it's, you know, it, it's never been done before. And it's, it, it's just going to change the scope of how boxing is done. And I always use the example of Pacquiao Mayweather. How long did that fight take to make and the terms and the deals and the networks and the promoters. But in, in, in this situation, you know, you come to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia uh, or like, you know, we're working with different surrounding countries also, and we'll make the fight happen. Skill challenge promotions. We'll make the fight happen. It'll satisfy everybody's needs. It'll make sure everybody's taken care of. And at the end, Boxing wins. You just uh, referred to, you know, potentially working um, in other countries as well within the Middle East. What are some of those territories? Yeah, I'm not privy to uh, to, to be able to disclose some of that information, uh, but we, we will be doing fights, you know, within the region. Um, and they will be, you know, skill challenge promotions events uh, in co-promotion with, you know, the other uh, countries that, that we're working with. Um, and and it's, it's great for everybody, you know, again. It's 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 encompassing the entire sport under one umbrella, and I take my hat off and I commend, you know, what the UFC has done with their model. Uh, one promoter, one network, one sanctioning body, the best fight, the best, and that's when why when the doors open to any UFC event, the same number of people that are sitting there when the doors open are the same number of people that are sitting there for the main event. Where in boxing, unfortunately, that doesn't happen. Because you have, you know, everybody's there for the main bill, for the main, for the main event. And, and, and sometimes, you know, you use that stage and that platform to bring up your up and coming guys, but the fans don't fully embrace that yet. Um, I remember being at the, at the Floyd Mayweather Maidana fight. I don't remember if it was one or two, but on the undercard, you had Amir Khan and Adrian Broner. I mean, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal card. And, you know, the buildup wasn't there up until Floyd got in the ring. Um, mm. I think that's just how boxing is transitioned um, and, and how it's just kind of laid out. But um, the, 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 when you do have the best fighting the best, and that's what the initiative of, of Skill Challenge Promotions is, um, of course, hosted by Skill Challenge Entertainment, Prince Khaled's mission. He doesn't like calling it a vision because a vision is just when you dream. A mission is when you actually go to work. And, you know, as a military man, that's what he likes to do is get down and get, go to work. Um, but the mission is to, to put on the best fights. If this card comes off in uh, December, has the Prince determined the specific date in December? Yeah, we do have a specific date. Right, okay. And there's obviously... <laughs> What's that, Amit? Sorry, you just cut out. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> no, no, I didn't expect that. I didn't. I just want to know if there's an actual specific date in, there in December. Yeah, yeah. Okay. When it happens, I can assure you one thing. It'll be the biggest spectacle in boxing. Um, the, the one thing that I have come to appreciate... And and and, I, and I'll and I'll even say you know humble myself to say and learn is what they what I've been you know accustomed to doing over the last you know thirty five years thirty plus years you know in the sport is different than how Saudi does it. Prince Khaled, the way he does things is on a whole different level. So it, it would be something small, something very very trivial how how the press conferences is set up. And he does it totally different. He likes things done very particularly, very different. And, and when you look at the press conferences that come out of the kingdom, they are entirely different than anything you've ever seen before. Um, 
you know, the other thing is uh, based on that is, uh, you know, and how we do things differently is you know, ask the fighters themselves when they come to the kingdom, how they're treated. Prince Khalid takes a personal initiative to ensure that every fighter that comes under the umbrella of skill challenge entertainment or skill challenge promotions now is his guest and they're guests of the kingdom and they're treated as guests. So they're treated with the utmost respect. Everything is you know, laid out for them. Um, they have everything taken care of them, you know, first class, everything. Uh, and I mean, first class, when I say top shelf uh, treatment, um, and they're treated as guests. They're not just fighters coming in to make money and go. They're, they're, they're treated as guests of the kingdom. So it's, 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 a, it's a fresh breath of air to, to, to be able to, to see that boxing is going over to that, to, to that side. And this is not against anybody or you know anyone. It's just it's just nice to see, and 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 I love it. I think it's 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 what the sport needs. Now I think I know the answer to this question, but just for some fight fans who may be unsure, um, we know obviously Tyson Fury has exclusives with ESPN and BT, Anthony Joshua with the Zone. I believe Wilder and Usyk are network free agents, but that's not going to be an issue um, if these fights do come off. That won't be an issue. That won't be an issue again because everybody wants the fight to happen. Right. And if everybody wants the fight to happen, then everybody will be satisfied. And I'll say it openly. I mean, everybody will financially be satisfied when the, when the fight comes to make it happen. When Prince Cloud puts his, you know, when he lays the hammer down and he says, this is what's going to happen, then we're going to go and, and have that conversation. But every side that we've been talking to can satisfy the end of their, uh, their promotional uh, network relationships. And uh, that won't be a problem. Okay. Um, let, me, let me say this boxing. It shouldn't be a problem. Right. Good to hear. Good to hear. We know um Alexander Usyk has got um WBA mandatory. Um believe Purse bids are due soon with Daniel Dubois. Um there's been reports about Fury fighting Zhang in the summer as well. Don't know what Joshua and Wilder are doing in the summer. There's been no really speculation about that. Just wondering if one of those guys that I've mentioned, those four guys had a, a, a poor performance, um, would that affect things for December, potentially? Again, that's what I'm saying is, you know, there's a lot of things. Everybody's saying, you know, what's the date? What's the venue? Where where are they fighting? What's the purse? There, there's so much time. I mean, we're here in May, and you've got all the way until December. You know, there's a lot of time. These guys have to stay active. These guys could be injured. You know, if AJ heads back down to Texas and, and maybe spends some time with his new trainer in the new camp, um, or if he, he opts, you know, if the team opts to, to fight him sometime in the summer to keep him active, to get him back in there, you know, those are all, those are all, you know, dynamics that could happen in the sport that you don't know. And, and what if God forbid, you know, I say God forbid, but what if, you know, the situation happens that one of these guys lose, yeah. I, I wouldn't say a poor performance would disqualify it. I would say a loss would probably more than likely disqualify it. And that's why everybody has to be very careful of, you know, the moves that they make. And at the end of the day, you know, we'll, we'll lay out the offer and it'll be up to them to make sure that they come to the table. Correct. And when they come to the table, correct, meaning that, you know, there isn't anything that has to be justified or talked about because uh, you know, Prince Khaled loves a good story. He loves a good story and a buildup to the fight. And each fight that we're talking about has that kind of a buildup. Again, I'm telling you every, the sport wins, when these kinds of fights happen, I'll tell you, even, you know, and I'll, and I'll disclose it now that it's, it's past the, uh, the Jake Paul, Tommy Fury fight. The reason that Tommy Fury was chosen as the opponent for Jake Paul. And you know, everybody comes out of the woodworks for Jake Paul. It's, you know, it's hitting the lotto for a relatively no disrespect to Jake Paul. Cause I love the kid and I love his team, but a relatively, you know, safe fight. When, when you talk about guys that have, you know, the kids got 
eight fights, six fights, eight fights. You know, it's not a difficult fight for the kind of money you're talking about. And everybody's gunning for this guy. Everybody. I mean, I'm telling you, the phone doesn't stop ringing about the Jake Paul fight. They, everybody wants to hit the Jake Paul lotto. So when it comes to that, you know, he has, and Jake is the A side, be very clear about it. Uh, he has options on who to fight. But the one that made the most sense was Tommy Fury because the story fit. There was a buildup. He's a real boxer. And I use the word real as in that's, you know, he's not coming from the YouTube and the influencer world. You know, that fight makes sense. And that's why Prince Khalid wanted that fight in particular was it was a fight that made sense. It had the storyboard behind it. Oh, but what happens if, if, if a guy loses, you know, if they fight in June, July, is there a story to even build up? I mean, it's a rhetorical question that I think everybody can satisfy that answer by saying probably not. Yeah, of course. And, and at this point, it would be I'm going in there for, for a money grab. Mm. Everybody wants to see the best Deontay versus the best AJ. Everybody wants to see the undefeated Usyk against the undefeated Fury. That's what people want to see, the undisputed fight. You know what I mean? The, sorry, the undefeated, yeah, for the undisputed uh, belt. Mm. That's what they want to see. What if, you know, what if Usyk makes a mandatory, the WBA mandatory, and I don't know if it's Dubois or not. I heard, you know, there's some different things of Dubois maybe not being able to fight. I don't know. But if, if what if Dubois upsets Usyk? And take the W. Now it's not undisputed anymore. Does that have as much valor? Does that have as much, you know, uh, uh, zest as as an undisputed fight? I mean, that's for the fans to answer, and and, and I think that everybody probably understands that answer. Yeah, uh, loads of variables still clearly uh, before we get to that point. Um, it'd be a dream to see those two fights on the same night on the same card. For for some reason, if one of those fights isn't um, you know, able to come to fruition. I'm guessing you guys would still look at if the other one can be made, just do that fight, essentially. Again, um, if it'll come down to Prince Khalid and what he decides he wants to do. So the, the way that it works, and just to let everybody know is, you know, uh, Prince Khalid and I sit in a room and we and we have a, a game plan. And, you know, we have, of course, you know, the the chief operating officer that'll help us identify the dates that are available. And of course, you know, as long as it's aligned with what, what uh, Prince Khaled wants to do, and he'll say, Amer, what are the fights that we can make for these timelines? And I'll say, your highness, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. These are the options for each event, each fight. And he says, I like this fight. I like this fight. I like this fight. Make that fight happen. And once he pulls the trigger and he, he rolls out, you know, what it looks like, uh, from every perspective, you know, financial timeline, whatever we go, we make the fights and it's over. It, it's a very seamless process. It's just a matter of, it, it, again, it's not about, well, will will this network allow this? Will this guy do that? It's, it has nothing to do with that. It's, it's more, do the fighters want it? The promoters want it? Great. You know, and obviously everybody will make out. So, uh, so, so the answer to your question is it all depends on what Prince Khaled ends up saying that he wants to have done. Maybe he wants the double bill. Maybe he wants a triple bill. Maybe he wants a single fight. I can't answer that for him. Right. Okay. Okay. Just out of interest is what you said earlier about some figures you heard. And um, were you referring to Simon Jordan's uh, reports on TalkSport? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, I, I don't know why those numbers get leaked. I don't know, you know, and I say leaked, why those uh, why, why it's fictitious numbers are even put out there. Like for what? What are you trying to do? What is, what is the end goal of this? It, you know, first of all, it's 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 baseless. It's 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 just absolutely untrue. Just not true. So why put it out there? I heard this. Well, 
I mean, unless you, again, and that's why I keep saying this, and I say it with all due respect, until an official release comes from Skill Challenge Promotions, it's just talk. And no, there's, it's, it's, it's based on zero, and I mean zero factual <laughs> evidence or truth. Zero. Like we were laughing about it when we saw it. Yeah, I've seen some people saying X fighter is earning $100 million, X fighting is earning $30 million. If you've not even discussed figures, then that says it all. Not once. Okay, okay. Just uh, moving away from that, obviously, uh, a uh, recent signing for Skills Challenger, a massive one as well. Someone you know very well, of course, in, in Badu Jack. Um, what's the current status within? What are you looking for Badu next? So, you know, I was with Mauricio over the weekend um, down in Mexico. Um, you know, as, as soon as, I think it was six weeks after Badu won, there were already talks about him, you know, making the mandatory defense. And of course, you know, I asked for an extension of that because the guy's coming right off of a six week, you know, he just won the fight six weeks ago. And, uh, and there's already talks for him to fight, you know, the number one contender, which, you know, we're, we're, we have a great relationship um, with uh, Don King Productions. Uh, we just did the Makabu fight with them and they have the number one contender. Um, Makabu also has a rematch clause and, uh, you know, it'll be up to them to see you know, what ends up happening, but we're open to that. There's other options for Badu also. So, um, but here's the great thing about Badu is, is, you know, we signed him and actually I say we, Prince Khaled signed him um, because he genuinely respects a, 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 a an athlete, a man, a fighter like Badu. In the ring, Badu has never shied away from a challenge. Eight world champions back to back that he's fought, two division world champion, now three division world champion. Um, He's 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 been on the on the receiving end. I don't want to say of robberies. I am going to say very controversial decisions. And he has always held his head up and maintained his integrity throughout the thing. You've never seen anything crazy from Badu. So in the ring, absolute warrior. Outside of the ring, absolute gentleman. It's almost you know two. It's Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. It's two different faces of the same person. That it's just that he conducts himself as an absolute man and like. Prince Khaled said in the signing, he goes, he's a family man. He, he's about his integrity, his values. And that's what that's what he loves about him. And it was a very easy signing. I'm telling you, a very easy signing. I, I'll be, I'll be, you know, the kind of trust between Prince Khaled and Badu, and not to put the business out there, as soon as it happened, the contracts came way later. Wow. The contracts came way later. It was a handshake. We're doing it. Let's go to work. And of course... You know, the terms and everything, everybody's on the same page. Everybody's on the same team. And that is very unique. That's very rare, rather, I should say, in this sport. Let me have my attorney look at it. Let me have his attorney look at it. Let me have my financial advisor look at it. I'm telling you, Badu said whatever he puts out there and Prince Khaled said whatever he wants. Like both sides were very dismissive of let's just work together because they have that kind of mutual respect for each other and the integrity between them. So um, that's going to be a beautiful, uh, you know, marriage that happens in the sport and to see, you know, where Badu ends his career, but he's 39 years old. And guess what? He's in the driver's seat. He's got the WBC title and he's got a lot of options for him. And he's got, you know, I say respectfully, the most powerful figure in boxing behind him. Well, that was obviously a major sign in world champion, big name Badu Jack in the sport globally. Um, I'm sure you guys are looking at some other marquee signings as well. Oh, yeah. No, we have, you know, three or four that are already lined up that we'll make the announcements here slowly that we've already, you know, come to terms with. Um, and we'll just slowly start uh, announcing these also. But yeah, no, there's there's a great movement. There's a great movement. There's, a, you know, as Prince Khaled said, there's a great mission that's happening. 
And that's that mission of skill challenge promotions and to make the best fights for the fighters and for the fans. We know in a, a couple of weeks, Devin Haney's got his undisputed fight with Vasil Lomachenko. He was there as well, um, Devin, for the Jake Paul, Tommy Fury fight. Clearly, he's got a, a fantastic relationship with you guys. Is that something you guys would love to do in the future, work with Devin Haney and have some fights in Saudi Arabia with him? I'll, I'll tell you, uh, Prince Khalid loved Devin. He, you know, he was over at the house, the palace, I say house, the palace. Um, he was, you know, they, they, they uh, had, you know, they spent a week together um and, and uh they they hit it off great and and that's exactly what I would I knew would happen because I know Devin you know I've known Devin since he was a kid here in Vegas and um and and I wanted him to kind of come to 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 Saudi and and Prince Khalid of course rolled out you know an invitation to him and of course Devin was without hesitation came on board um so it worked out great it worked out great for everybody would we love to work with Devin? I think that we absolutely, that absolutely is something that could happen. We have a great relationship, you know, with Bill, his father and their, their, their mindset and their projections are where it should be. Let's make this, let's put this kid on the biggest stages in the world. Let's get him paid the most money. Let's have him fight the biggest fights. So it's not like they're asking for a lot of money and then they're fighting, you know, B class guys, C class guys. No, they want to fight the best guys and they want to be compensated the best. And I think that, you know, that relationship with skill challenge promotion satisfies all of those boxes and checks all of those boxes. So would that, uh, 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 is that something that's on the, on the radar? Of course it is. You know, all of those elite guys are on the radar because they're elite guys. If they weren't, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Uh, but Devin's got his hands full in Vasily Lomachenko, uh, you know, next week, May 20th, um, or 10 days rather. And, and, and we'll see, you know, what, what, what happens there, but I expect a very favorable outcome for Devin and, um, you know, we have a great relationship with Igis and, and uh, you know, Lomachenko's team. So we're, we're happy that the fight was made. And kudos to Top Rank for pulling it off. Between now and the end of the year, how many cards on estimate do you think you guys are going to stage in the region? Um, I'm, I'm hoping that we can that we can do at least one a quarter. Um, but again, it all depends on what direction Prince Khaled wants to go in and what fights are to be made. I mean, it could be four. Um, it could be two, could be just the one. It all depends on, you know, when we go back to the, um, God willing, you know, we'll sit down and we'll, we'll kind of plan all of that out and, uh, and, and be able to, to lay it out. But the region's going to be very exciting. Trust me. And the fights that have taken place in Saudi Arabia have been right at the top of the sport, mega events, you know, with the Joshua rematches, both of them, uh, the Tommy Fury, Jake Paul fight in a different world a bit, but still obviously a mega event, you know, with this thing that you're, looking to pull off in December, right at the top. Could we see perhaps um, Skills Challenge put on cards that are, are still big fights and, and top class fights, but slightly lower than a, a mega level, if you know what I'm trying to say? And that's absolutely the direction that, you know, that we're going to try to head towards also is have build-up events yeah. that might be outside of the kingdom, but within the region that will build up to the mega events that will happen in the kingdom. Uh, but there's other options also of putting on, you know, those, uh, you, you have a great fight, you know, uh, that, that could feature um, some of these top guys that might not be this mega, mega event that everybody is anticipating. And now we're raising the bar so high. I mean, how do you beat some of these fights that we're talking about? How do you top that? So, yeah, so th that is absolutely in the, in the, in the works is to put on, you know, uh, events that aren't not necessarily, you know, the top, 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 most in demand, but ones that are great fights that 
uh, would absolutely, you know, justify what a main event would be and a, and a mega card would be, and then, you know, spread them out across the region as well. Sounds fantastic. Well, appreciate your time uh, greatly today. Thank you very much. You want to just leave uh, the fight fans uh, a final message about what this year um, entails in terms of boxing, Saudi Arabia, the region, what can, what can we expect from the kingdom? Well, the first thing that I that I want to always say to everybody, and I love the platform, and I love you know, I I, I believe it or not, I love reading the comments, and I love reading you know how um, how how intrigued and ambitious, and you know how much the fans love the sport, and and a lot of the fans get def defensive because you know they're pro one fighter, or they're pro one promotion, or whatever it may be. But I, I I ask the fans to step back and look at what's the best for boxing in a whole, and when they see you know these big fights being delivered, that's what fans want to see, and they deserve to see. You know, there's nothing more frustrating than a boxing fan and, and a boxing purist that, you know, pays their hard-earned money to watch these pay-per-views and then a dud of a fight goes off or, you know, it's just a lackluster event, a lackluster bill, um, you know, the, the, the undercard, the co-features are all, you know, lame. It, it, it hurts. It hurts. And I think that's why the sport a lot of times gets that black eye is because it, it just looks like a money grab. And that's certainly not the direction that we're headed in. We want to, and I keep saying it over and over again, it ended up being our slogan. We want to put on the best fights for the fighters and for the fans. And I believe that we are in the direction of doing it. And we humbly, you know, embrace all of the fans and, and appreciate all the support uh, for all of the events that we do within the kingdom and, uh, you know, across the world. Well, on that great note, we'll end there. Thank you very much for your time and uh, speak soon, hopefully. I'm going to thank you for your time, brother. Sports Social Podcast Network.